This is episode 88 with Robert Weapel. See, and that's what most people do is we put dreams out in front of us and we go for them, go for them, go for them without actually experiencing them. Or if we ever do achieve them, we've put so much time into it that we look back and we hadn't experienced our life. So we're going, wow, what did I do for the last five years? I was so driven by this goal that I was so far ahead in the future, I forgot to be present and live my day-to-day life. Welcome to the Try to Succeed podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Drive to Succeed podcast. If it's your first time tuning in today, my name is Daniel, the host of the show. This podcast exists to bring you new knowledge, wisdom, and truth in the world of entrepreneurship and self-development. Hey everyone, I hope you're well as we move towards the end of September. And I know some of you are already excited for Christmas, but don't worry, there's a lot of exciting guests coming your way. I just wanted to remind you as well, the Drive to Succeed podcast is available in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can always check our website, thedrivetosucceed.com, subscribe to our newsletter to get the latest updates on episodes, upcoming workshops, and actually I have an announcement to make. If you're an entrepreneur, a coach, or consultant, and you'd like to learn how to attract your dream clients, Learn to present and influence your audience, whether you're doing online webinar or speaking in public. Get your audience engaged and empowered by sharing your personal story. I'm about to give you, the Drive to Succeed community, a free access on my new video-on-demand online course, The Art of Storytelling. All you have to do is go to the website at thedrivetosucceed.com forward slash storytelling. Again, the website is thedrivetosucceed.com forward slash storytelling. Click on Enroll Now and get your free access today. Today's guest is the author of the international best-selling book, Success Left a Clue. He's a serial entrepreneur and breakthrough expert where he travels all around the world and have personally trained half a million students how to be financially free and live with passion. And in this episode, we talk about how Robert transformed his life being $150,000 in debt to becoming financially free by the age of 32. He shared the four currencies of life and how it can transform the way we show up in our business, our 9-to-5 job, and our relationships. The importance of being present and living the utmost authentic version of yourself, whether it's on stage or off stage, and many more. And now, with high energy, humor, and heartfelt style, let's welcome Robert Weopel. Thanks. Glad to be here. Looking forward to uh, adding value to your audience in any way I can. Awesome. So one thing I like about your story upon doing my own research was that you always acknowledge and honor your wife in your speaking and even in podcast interviews. And someone like right now who's building a business or, you know, making a name out of themselves, especially if it's a husband and wife, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who would resonate with that. Um, It's quite an interesting dynamic and also how you like got out of that uh, which is quite an interesting journey as well so just for our audience who's like hearing your name for the first time can you give us a little bit context who is robert raymond weapel well you just asked a whole lot right in that one question and in that statement i love it um so easiest way to you had to start off with something you said you write about my wife i will be the very first person to admit i would not be here doing what i do today if it wasn't for her. Because where I was raised here in Canada is I was raised that you think inside the box, you don't question things. You just do what you need to do, even if you don't enjoy the job, you do it to support your family. 
And my wife and I, we actually met when we were 13. We started dating when we were 16. We got married when we were 19. And we just celebrated our 32nd wedding anniversary in June. Now, don't do the math. I don't want you to figure out how old I am. So let's not do that. But, <laughs> and the running joke that we have in our family is that I was actually innocent until I met my wife. And then she corrupted me in such amazing ways, teaching me how to think outside the box. And so the reason I say I wouldn't be where I am today is because if it was left up to me, I would be miserable in a job, but I'd be comfortable because that was my way of upbringing. And so, you know, when I was laid off from my third job shortly after we were married, because they were shutting down a factory uh, here in Alberta, when oil prices are good, because we have lots of oil, our economy does well. When oil prices are down, our economy doesn't do very well at all. And in 1989, when I was laid off from that job, we were in the middle of an oil bust, no work, no real jobs. So I decided to do something until I found that real job. And I started delivering pizzas for Domino's Pizza. Because of my work ethic, I was able to become a manager. My wife became my assistant manager because we've always worked together. And pretty soon we fell into that programming of working hard. We started working open to close seven days a week. And a year and a half in, we get the kind of shocking news that our franchisees decided he's selling his two stores. He's getting out of Domino's Pizza. And I get, I get frustrated. I get scared because in my mind, it's like we're about to be laid off again. We had been in the system now long enough to know that when a store is sold, the franchisee comes in with their own management team and lays off the current managers. And so my mindset was, well, we better start talking to the other franchisees here in the city and find another store to manage. And my wife's like, well, why would we do that? Why don't we buy the store? And I'm like, because we don't have any money. That's why we won't buy the store. <laughs> and we were qualified to be franchisees. And I don't know how much you know about Domino's Pizza. You cannot just buy a franchise. You actually have to successfully manage a store for at least a year, meeting a bunch of criteria. And if you do, then you're qualified to be a franchisee. They will waive the upfront franchisee fee, but you still have to pay to buy or build a store. And so my wife basically wouldn't take the fact that we had no money as a um, answer. <laughs> and we started learning. And one of the things that, that we do possess in our life that's really helped us out as entrepreneurs is passion. My favorite word in the whole world, because if there's something I really want to accomplish and my wife and I want to accomplish it, we'll find a way to make it work. And so we started learning, how do you buy a business if you have no money? It took us about four months of making a lot of mistakes, a lot of some people call them failures because it costs us money doing the wrong thing. But I don't believe in the word failure. I call it feedback mm. because you learn what didn't work. And so we made adjustments. And about four months in, we now knew what to say and how to say it, that when we finally got an appointment with our own bank, we actually were able to not get the financing for the store. We actually got 100% financing for both of the stores my franchisee had for sale and we became franchisees Wow! and we're like oh we're now <laughs> successful yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but, you so you bought an inventory the everything that comes with it yeah and and we ended up becoming franchisees and we were franchisees for eight years or sorry nine years and we knew how to run a store but we didn't know how to run a business in the beginning 
And there's a huge difference right there. And for the first two years, we probably should not have succeeded. Our, our whole running mantra was, if there's money in the bank, we must be doing okay. And that's, and thank goodness, we didn't know what we didn't know because we didn't think we could afford an accountant. And two years in, when we finally got our paperwork caught up, we looked back at our accountants that we hired are going, how did you survive? How did you make this work? There's no way, had you been doing your accounting, you would have gone bankrupt. But because ignorance is bliss, we didn't know any different. We just made it work. And we started to make some pretty good money. But our programming from the way we were raised, we end up spending, and, and it's Daniel, right? That's how I pronounce your name, Daniel? Yes. Daniel, I know you've probably never heard anybody that's ever done this. I'm probably the first person you've ever met that's ever done this. But we started spending more money than we were earning. Wow. You, you've never known anybody that's ever done that, right? <laughs> and by the time we were eight years franchisees we are now over $150,000 in debt and we're going down quickly and that's when we were introduced to personal development which in a three-day weekend in 2001 changed our life wow we learned why we we're in debt we learned to take ownership of it that was the biggest one quit blaming other people quit trying to say it was others fault that we we're in our position and then we learned some specific skills to get out of debt. And we put those to work. You know, step number three in my book, Success Left a Clue, take action. Unfortunately, most people don't. But out of necessity at that time, we did. Thank goodness. Because putting into action what we did, we were able to actually go from being over $150,000 in debt to being retired completely financially free nine months later at the age of 32. Wow. And... That's exactly what our mindset was. Wow. If this much information could do that result, what would more learning do? And for the next two and a half years, we dove in and learned from anybody and everybody we could. Because I'm a big believer. Don't just learn one style. And so that's also when I found my passion was to be a trainer. Because here's how it started, Daniel, as I believed my goal wasn't to do what I do today, where I've personally trained over half a million people, travel around the world several times. Mm -hmm. My goal was if I could help one person do what my wife and I had been able to do, go from deep in debt to financially free, it would make it all worthwhile. And so that's how the dream started. And so today for the last 18 and a half plus years, I've been blessed to travel around the world. I've personally trained over half a million people in three to five day trainings, you know, 100 students at a time, 6,000 students at a time, where I'm on stage up to 12 hours a day. And I love getting to do what I do and waking up having that lifestyle. So that's kind of the, the short, long story of who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that. I'm sure there's a lot of golden nuggets for our audience who's listened to the whole story about that. Um, but I'm just really curious as well, because you mentioned, so you were in debt for $150,000, and then you just turn it around in the next nine months. And you mentioned also about personal development event. I'm just really curious what kind of like transformation have you gone into that event because i know especially in the self-help industry you know it, the reason why it's a 13 billion industry there's a lot of like people gurus like talking about money mindset um marketing those kind of stuff but i'm just really curious what what kind of like epiphanies or aha moments that you applied immediately like all right so let's say one of our listeners are in debt right now like what's the first step i can do today that robert tells me to do that you know that can help me go out of debt absolutely simplify your life one of the reasons we were in debt is we had as we started getting success we had all the toys 
we had to have that instant gratification. So one of our Domino's pizzas was in a lake community. So our mindset was, well, if we live on a lake, we should have a boat. And so we bought a boat and we had all the expenses of a boat. And the silly thing was, though, is our busy season for that store was boating season. So our boat, we were always in the store working. So our boat sat nicely in our driveway, looked awesome. And with all the expenses and all the bills, but we were never using it. So we sold the boat. Um, we had two vehicles because successful people have more than one vehicle. Yeah. But my wife and I, we were always together, always at the store. So we only used one vehicle at a time. So we sold one of the vehicles and got rid of it. And so when you simplify your life, it comes down to the big difference between how rich people and poor people think. Poor people think short term, instant gratification. What do I want now? And I've got to have it now. Rich people think long term. And so when we started asking ourselves, what do we want in the future? Well, we want financial freedom. Okay, so because we have all these bills and all these expenses, what don't we need right now that if we were to sell them or get rid of them, we could bring our expenses down and simplify our life? And I'll tell you, we had to make some tough decisions because there were things we wanted. We didn't need them, but we sure wanted them. Yeah. And we knew that if we made those decisions for long-term success, it would allow us to create more freedom. And, and that's probably the biggest reason we were able to create this um, financial freedom in nine months is because we were make, willing to make those tough decisions. And now the interesting thing is today I could buy any boat I want. Well, not the nice yachts in Dubai. I don't have that kind of money. But, <laughs> you know, but what we found, though, is actually cheaper to rent a boat that we want for when we're going to use it and get the style of boat we want. So even when I come back to Dubai, if I wanted to rent a nice yacht for a day, I could rent a yacht and I would be cheaper than trying to buy it. Plus, I get a boat that has everything I need in it for what I'm looking for, including crew if I want that. And I'm not having to have all the expenses of maintaining it. So that was probably, that would be one thing I'd tell your audience right now is start thinking long-term and be willing to have that conversation with yourself, your family of what can we live without right now to improve our situation so that we can have a better life. Interesting. Yeah, I think uh, that's kind of thought-provoking as well because maybe some people, you know, doesn't have really enough resources to sell because you, you have like boats, yachts, uh, I'm sorry, like cars and all that. But like for some people, when they lost their job, they, they probably like looking, scavenging something like how to make money fast to get out of their debt, right? So um, I think that's quite interesting. Um, simplify your life. Uh, second, what is number two? Second number two is, is something a mentor taught me. He said, you make a living from nine to five. For anybody who still has a nine to five job, but think of that as your regular job. You make a living from nine to five, yep. but you create your life from five to nine. So meaning when you come from home from work, do you plop down in front of the TV? Do you say I'm tired or do you actually learn something? Do you actually decide to do a little, take a couple hours a day to create the life you really want? Do you have a side hustle that maybe you're doing a part time that can create a little extra income? And I know the question you're going to come with, Daniel, as well. What if a person doesn't have a side hustle? What if they don't know what to do? You create something. See, you've got to have that willingness, that passion. Don't sit there and say, I have no choice. I can't do anything else. Everybody always has choice. Well, Robert, I'm already busy. I have a family. I get that. But how badly 
So you want to create a life where you can reduce that stress. And one of the things I've noticed in my research, especially for my new book coming up, is people are really, really good at being busy, mm. but they're not so good at being productive. And there's a big difference between the two of those. You know, so look at how to become more productive. And an instant tip for that is because I could go down and I could say, you know what, I'm going to go down to my office and I'm going to work on my new book. I'm going to write my new book. Eight hours later, I'll come back from my office and I'll be, man, was I busy. But it doesn't seem like I got a lot done. What did I do? And if I look back at the eight hours, I probably checked social media a dozen or more times, checked my emails, did texts. Oh, and wrote a little bit of my book, but I wasn't, so I was busy. But now what I do is, is I take and I live by my calendar on my phone. And I schedule in what's called productive time. And, and I'll give, because I, I love to give hard facts, hard tips. First thing that I put on my phone before I do anything else for my schedule, my wife and I sit down and we put in what we call our balanced pieces. Yeah. This is how we take care of us. So it's time together time with family, time for, say, fitness, um, working out. Because think about it like this. Money-wise, wealth rule number one, pay yourself first. So why wouldn't you do that with your time? See, and one of the reasons people don't get success is they go, well, my family's going to have to pay the price. They're not going to have, I, you know, I'm going to always be working. Mm -hmm. No. You put in your balance pieces first so you can take time with your family, take care of you. And so you do that and you make it quality time versus quantity time. See, that's the difference again between busy versus productive. People think, well, I don't have a lot of time to spend my, with my family. Well, when you do, be there. Because Daniel, <laughs> have you ever had a conversation with someone where you're talking to them and they may physically be talking to you, but you know their mind is somewhere else. Yeah. Have you flying. ever known, had that? Yeah, of course. Maybe they because they always check their phone and all that. So they, their mind right. is always like, you know. Yeah. Or what's my next appointment or how do I do this? You know, oh, my goodness, my business isn't doing well. So they're not present. So practice being present. So the first thing we put on is our balanced pieces because you cannot give what you do not have. You have to. And I've learned this all the hard way. Oh, my goodness. We could go down rabbit holes <laughs> of how I learned this. Yeah. But then the second thing I put on is what I call focus time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll actually schedule in research and, and science has proven a person cannot stay focused on one thing for more than an hour at a time. And so I will, instead of saying, I'm going to go and write my book and it drags on for five, six, seven, eight hours, I'm going to say 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. That's focus time for writing my book. I go in my office, I close the door. I know I'm not checking email, I'm not answering phone calls. My wife, knows that the door's closed, I'm not doing it, I, I'm focused. And in that one hour of focused time, I can be as productive as six hours of being busy. And so if people are going, well, I'm too busy, then get focused. And it takes a discipline. Please understand, I'm never gonna say this is easy. It's simple but it's because there's systems to do it, but you still have to put the work in, right? And if you're willing to do those things, you'll be amazed and how you can change your life around. Understood. So, so those are two key important parts that you mentioned: balanced life pieces, like being busy versus productive, and focus time, like honing in that an hour productiveness that can multiply by six times. And it's not, yeah, you know. And also, yeah, just I think that's also one of the things that you mentioned 
um, on your website that I really love, like the term real, relevant, and repeatable. Because once you got that yes. in <laughs> and you learn to focus, you know, it's going to be repeatable due to the process. And one of the things that you mentioned, um, I think it was also in your book, there are like four currencies of life. Can you tell yeah. us wh what it is and how can it, you know, help our audience today? Yeah, absolutely. And because I'm a big believer, when we talk about wealth and success, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Understand it's never just about money. Money is simple, a, simply a tool. It's one thing. You want to be wealthy and successful in your mental game, your emotional game, your spiritual game, your physical game, and your financial game. Because the area that you, don't, you do not put focus on is going to be the area that will sabotage everything else. So you've got to make sure you're working on all those areas of your life. And so when it comes to the four currencies, the first currency is one that Pretty much everybody thinks of right away money and too much money in your life is called affluenza. And look, Dan, you live in the perfect place in the world to really see an example of what too much money does. You know, Dubai is beautiful, but when a, when a, a standard vehicle is a BMW or a Mercedes and that's your second car, that tells you that some people have a little too much money there because when you have too much money, when you have affluenza, you start doing crazy things. And that's when, whenever I'm in that stage, that's when my investments will lose because I won't do my proper due diligence. I'll just invest in something because it sounds because good. Because it feels good as well. <laughs> that's right. And then all of a sudden it, I lose money at it and I'm going, what the heck? So too much money is called affluenza. Too little money is called poverty. And what I've discovered is that everybody has a zone that they live in. Now, everybody's zone is going to be different from the next person. And your zone can grow or shrink with you as your life changes. So as an example, in my Domino's Pizza days, yep. when my poverty level, if I was making less than $40,000 a year, I got stressed out. I got freaked out of how are we going to pay the bills? What's going to happen? Oh, my goodness. And my affluenza level was about 100000 a year. And any time I started making or over that, I would start doing crazy things, stupid things. And, and I don't mean I'd go out and just go wild. It just I would make those investments that would turn around and, you know, not having done a due diligence. I remember writing a check for $180,000 for a, an investment in some property in a different country. Well, that was 13 years ago. And all of a sudden that money still is sitting there and now worth about 20,000 because of the way the economies have gone. And had I done my proper due diligence, I never would have wrote a check for 180,000 for that, right? So that was my zone. And when, I'm, when you're within your zone, your life will flow. You'll see that you don't have the stress and stuff and then you'll be able to accomplish the things financially that you wanna to do. Today, my affluenza and my stress um, poverty zone have gone to where poverty is about if I'm doing under 200,000 a year. See, I like my life. So my poverty level is increased. And so anytime I'm making less than 200,000, I get stressed. Anytime I'm making over a million, that's now when I'm in that affluenza zone and do some crazy things. So that's the currency of money. The second currency is one that we all have the identical amount of currency of time. And when it comes to time, too much time on your hand causes boredom. I'm still trying to figure out how people have too much time on their hand, Daniel. I really am. <laughs> I'm like, if you if you got if you're bored, come on over to my place. I'll put you to work. I'll give you lots to do. And too little time is called um, stress. 
And that's where that being productive versus being busy comes in. If you think your life is just way too busy, then take a look and see how much focus time you're doing versus where you're just being really good at being busy. Because too many people have just become good at being busy. And when we go back to that, you earn a living from nine to five and you make a living from five to nine. This is how you put balance in your life. This is where you sit there and you say, okay, in that five to nine, those four hours, I can rejuvenate, I can regenerate, I can take time for me and family. I can also do a little bit of a side hustle to help create a little extra income to be able to you know, create the life we truly want. So you utilize your time more effectively. Mm -hmm. The third currency is a currency of fame. And this is a tricky one because Daniel, you've seen how fame can ruin people's lives. Yeah. And everybody's striving, especially with social media the way it is. <laughs> Everybody wants that 15 minutes of fame. If yeah. my video goes viral, and I love the saying that says, you know, I'm a 20 year overnight success. It's so easy to look at someone's success and go, oh, they had it easy, or they're a one hit wonder, or that, wow, that happened quickly for them. But if you look at their life, chances are anybody who gains success, but more importantly, maintains their fame, it's because they've learned how to be that overnight 20 year success, right? And <laughs> so I loved um, I, an interview with Jennifer Lopez, where the person doing the interview said, Jennifer, you know, you're, you are a powerhouse. You're a singer, you're a dancer, you're an actress, you're, you're a businesswoman. But you're also, you seem to be a powerhouse as a family member, your relationships. How do you keep both of those going well? And her answer was a paradigm shift for me. It changed my life. Mm -hmm. And what she said is that when I'm just me, that's all I can be, right? And when I'm in front of the camera, when I'm singing, I'm doing business, I'm J-Lo. That's my persona. But when I'm home, I'm Jennifer Lopez to my family. I'm not this famous person. And to me, that really resonated because when I'm on stage and I'm around the world in front of hundreds and thousands of people, I am Robert Raymond Realpel. That's my brand. That's who I am. But when I'm home with family, I'm Robert or Rob. You know, uh, this week, in a few days, my wife and I will go out camping with family. And for a week, we'll surround our RVs together. We'll go quadding and side-by-siding in the woods, enjoying life. And I don't sit around the campfire going, hey, I'm Robert Raymond Realpel. <laughs> Down to me. You know, come on, all hail Robert. <laughs> Raise your hand. <laughs> That's right. You know, and, and one of the ways I stay humble is when I come home from having assistance taking care of everything, traveling around the world, my wife will go, honey, you're at home now. No more assistance. Go take out the garbage. <laughs> and I love it. Because it allows me to stay balanced. Because the moment my ego kicks in and I think I'm all that, mm -hmm. like how fun would it be to sit around a campfire and, and with family and, and one person's going, no, 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 no. Someone go get me a beer. Someone go make my food. Don't you know who I am? Yeah. Ain't going to last very long in the family. <laughs> <laughs> so that currency of fame is learning how to keep that balance so that you can handle it. And then the fourth currency is the one I really focus my efforts and time on now it's called the currency of experience and this is where going back to what you and i are talking about with family being present quality of time when you're truly present and you're experiencing life as it's unfolding as you're living it that's living and so 
you know, let's go back to utilize Dubai as an example, since that's where you are. I love that when I was in Dubai in March and I'm walking down the street, there's a car rental company that has like Lamborghinis and Ferraris as their rentals. And a friend of mine who is a coach, and when he's working with his clients, he's doing one-on-one. -on -one, and one of the first things they do is they create vision boards. And I'm a huge believer in vision boards because, you know, you've got to look for what you want, put your focus on it, put your energy that way. And he noticed that there was a Lamborghini on the vision board of one of his students. And he said, so why do you want a Lamborghini? And the guy could tell him every technical detail of a Lamborghini, the horsepower, the cubic inches, the zero to 60 times, all of that, yeah. all the different makes it came in, all the different you know, colors, all the different interiors. And he says, so you obviously want one. He goes, oh, yeah. He says, have you ever rode in one or driven one? He goes, no. He goes, well, here's your homework. Before next, our call next week, I want you to go rent one and for a day, or I want you to go at, to a dealership and test drive one. So you experience it. You really feel what it is to be in that Lamborghini. And then tell me what you noticed. And so had he been in Dubai, he could have just walked out of the hotel or his house, walked down the street, hopped in one and fade for the day and gone, you know, slowly up and down the streets. That <laughs> maybe his highway and opened it up. Well, when they got on their call the next week, my friend goes, well, what'd you notice? And the guy is like, I don't want a Lamborghini. He goes, why? He's like, because I'm six foot three. Getting in and out of that thing was painful. <laughs> See, but it, had he not had experienced it, he would have got and gone and bought one when he finally could and thought his life dream had come true. And then he would have been miserable having something that really wasn't a fit for him. See, and that's what most people do is we put dreams out in front of us. And we go for them, go for them, go for them without actually experiencing them. Or if we ever do achieve them, we've put so much time into it that we look back and we hadn't experienced our life. They we're going, wow, what did I do for the last five years? I was so driven by this goal that I was so far ahead in the future, I forgot to be present and live my day-to-day -day life. Yeah. So that's the currency of experience. Thank you. Well, I think it's also kind of similar to, you know, I, I'm sure there's a lot of mountains in, in, um, in Canada. Um, it's like when you're trying to reach the top of the mountain of success and you're always like looking up like, all right, it's so another meters and we're almost reached the summit. And then when you, you know, you forgot that even on the 200 meters elevation, you have like a good landscape that you can view from. Yes. So, People yeah. stop to forget and like, you know, stare at the trees, <laughs> just smell the, the, the nature. Um, so the four currencies, Robert, uh, money, time, fame, and experience, right? Correct. That's what I love about speakers and guests like you, because you always give like cold, hard, actionable steps. Um, but I'm really curious as well, because you mentioned earlier before we interview that you plan to write a book about helping people who have a message to be authentic and be more present. I know uh, most people, I think this wants to have at this 15 minute fame, like you <laughs> mentioned. And that's why being a speaker is always attractive. But obviously, like any other industry, not all speakers would be successful as maybe like yourself or other people that we know of. So what are your like strategies, how to be authentic and how to be more present in terms of like speaking in front of people? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things is, is first of all, I'm going to teach you a dirty secret that most people aren't willing to do. It's what you do off the um, stage and behind the scenes mm -hmm. that will make you who you are on the stage. Meaning, one, be yourself. Uh, I can't tell you how many people I've met 
and in this industry that who you see on the stage is not who they are when they step off the stage. And that drives me crazy. You know, probably one of my number one pet peeves is be you. And so don't think you have to be someone else. And that's why when you come to the currency of fame, that's why some people um, end up imploding because they're so, they waste so much energy trying to be someone that they're not, that it drains their energy. And a mentor of mine years ago, he said, Robert, never be afraid to meet one of your students somewhere in the world and have to figure out who to be. Because if you're always you, then you never have to worry about that. And I've met students in the most amazing places. And yeah, they're like, wow, you really are this silly guy that has lots of energy and has s stupid jokes. And that's you. And I'm like, yep, that's me, <laughs> you know, because that's all I can be. So authenticity is um, about giving yourself permission. And this comes from someone who used to be a world-class, a world-class people pleaser. That was me. And especially if I wanted you to like me a lot, because I thought you were important or something like that, I'd be like that lost little puppy dog and be like, oh, please, please. <laughs> right? And when I'd act like that, people would be like, get away from me, you freak. <laughs> and so it's giving yourself that permission to be you because one of here's what's going to happen, Daniel. When you are truly you, people are going to either like you or they're not. And if they like you, that's awesome. If they like you for who you are. If they don't like you for who you are, because with almost 8 billion people on this planet, how much time do we waste trying to please the people that want us to be something different, that we forget to actually give our time to the people that love us for who we are? So that's one of the big things I teach speakers and trainers. And two, be willing to put the work in. You know, as they say, to become a master at anything takes 10,000 hours or 10,000 times of doing it. And one of the reasons most people struggle with that and they quit is because they don't get the 10,000 hours in because they beat themselves up. So another one of my mentors, my probably my favorite quote of his is every master was once a disaster. And I'll tell you, when I started, I announced I want to be a trainer way back when in 2002. And I'm like, I want to be a trainer. Some people looked at me and went, I want to be a trainer. Good luck. But thank goodness I was too tenacious to listen to them. And because I put the work in, this is the behind the scenes. What you don't see, the preparation, the studying, the practicing, anybody who's an expert in their field, that's one of the biggest differences. How many people go, nah, when it's my time to step on the stage, I'm good. I got it. And then they <laughs> step on stage and then you're like, what the heck are you trying to do? Because they're trying to figure it out. They're trying to think about it. But if you want to be authentic, you've got to have the practice down so that you're not here. You're actually connected, present with your audience so you can see what's going on in the room. Uh, I can't tell you how many speakers I've seen where they, they are so in their heads, their audience, they're losing them. Mm -hmm. They're checking out, they're getting glazed over looks, but they're still on their script because this is what I say every single time. <laughs> and this is what, and it's like, take a breath, look at your audience and see what they're actually going through. And so that's a couple of things I'm saying for your audience. Understood. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing that. And also, I, I always believe like 
you know, if you wanted to say something, you know, speak because you have a message to share. And when you speak, you got to speak to your values because, you know, yeah. maybe 10 years later, people found out that you're trying to fake something, you know, you're going to bite you in the, in the ass. <laughs> you know, reputation is everything, especially in any type of industry, whether speaking, business, you know, entrepreneurship. Just as mm, we go on. Totally agree. Just as we go on to the, you know, uh, towards end of the show, Robert, can you just give us like websites? Where can people find you? How can they know more about your work? Yeah, absolutely. And so Facebook, I have my fan page where you can follow me on my fan page. Just put Robert Realpel in and you'll see Robert Realpel's fan page. Unfortunately, Daniel, I cannot accept any more friends on my personal page. <laughs> you know, I guess Facebook limits that. <laughs> so, um, but if you follow me on my fan page, you can follow my journeys around the world when we start traveling around the world again. Um, that's one way. And you know what? I'd love to give your listeners a gift from us, from you and I, because they took their valuable time to be here. You know, when you talk about the currency of time, I believe time is just as valuable, if not more than money. And I totally honor the fact that people have taken their valuable time to be here with us. So because I'm writing my second book, The Authority Key, my first book, Success Left a Clue, which is the six life-changing habits, as I would love as a gift to all of your listeners, if they go to robertrealpel.com, just my name, R-O-B-E-R-T, R-I-O-P-E-L.com. If they go to robertrealpel.com, they're actually going to be able to download the full digital version and full, not part of the book, the full digital version of my book, Success Left a Clue, as our gift to them for listening to this podcast. But I will tell you, there it comes with a caveat, though. <laughs> and the caveat is this. I did not write the book for someone to just read, put on the shelf, and make it shelf help. Too many people do that. Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, step number three of the six steps is taking action. So I actually wrote the book as a an instruction manual, a workbook itself. And so all the way through, there's action steps. And what I say is, you know, before you read any further, do this action. And then the next chapter says, Had, did you do the last action? If not, go back now, stop reading, go back and do the action first before you read. So that's the caveat for it is. I, I will, I'm passionate about you changing your lives. And if you do the six steps, if you take the action steps in that book, watch what will happen for your life. It's amazing. So that's the best way to stay connected with me. Well, thank you so much, uh, Robert, for sharing your journey with us. And it's quite you know, interesting because it's the first time I've, I heard you a lot of times in your speaking in YouTube and all that. But I just wanted to acknowledge you for sharing your journey and giving so much value to our audience. And for our audience today who's like on the fence, wanting to learn about success, go to robertreapels.com and download the book, the digital version, and make sure you take action on that. And Robert, my last and final question to you is, if everything would be stripped away from you, right? And you got to start all over again. This is one of those questions. <laughs> well, what would be your main drive to succeed? Well, I'm a big believer in how I sign all my autographs and end all my emails. Always live with passion. And so when you're living with passion, even if everything was stripped away from me, I'd be able to start impacting lives again. And physical things are just physical things. They're easily replaced. But when you live with passion, you stay true to who you are. And that allows you then to attract the people in your life that, again, not always going to be easy, but you can only be you. And when you live with passion, you'll be impressed and blown away with 
who you attract into your life and how you impact other people's lives. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review in Apple Podcasts. If you're an entrepreneur, a coach, or consultant, and you'd like to learn how to attract your dream clients, learn to present and influence your audience, whether you're doing an online webinar or speaking in public, get your audience engaged and empowered by sharing your personal story. I'm about to give you, the Drive to Succeed community, a free access on my new video-on-demand online course, The Art of Storytelling. All you have to do is go to the website at thedrivetosucceed.com forward slash storytelling. Again, the website is thedrivetosucceed.com forward slash storytelling. Click on enroll now and get your free access today.